Hi, I'm Meredith. And I'm Katie. And you're listening to I'm Not Scared, You're Scared. A horror movie podcast. If you are a fan of the show, please like and follow us on iTunes and Spotify and review us. It'll help spread the word. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at I'm Not Scared, You're Scared or email us at I'm Not Scared, You're Scared at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. We're here to talk about Child's Play. Child's Play. Which, in my notes, I titled Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's still a step up from last time when you called Nightmare on Elm Street Friday the 13th. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we're, we're getting closer. <laughs> I'm like, at least it's the same character. <laughs> right? When did they come out? I don't even... 1988. Okay. Sorry, I did not do my job and forgot to write the date. <laughs> um... But before we get into any of that, we have to do what's new with you. Oh, and you. And but me first. You first. Me then first. Me. And then, then you do you do your... you me, me, you, you. This is like a night at the maybe, Roxbury maybe. moment. <laughs> yes. Um Yeah, well I do I mean I guess I um need to offer an update and I'll try not to make it too lengthy about my um <gasps> The Here report comes Katie I gave telling me all about herself. Yeah. <gasps> I mean, you asked. Um, oh, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> the last time we gathered here, uh, I was um, flinging accusations at my school for infecting my lung with asbestos. Um, when it turned out, um, I discovered uh, about a week after um, whatever happened happened uh, was that what it actually was was a partial lung collapse. Um, I just hit my microphone. I was so upset. <laughs> <You're> like, ah! <laughs> um, I was not putting my phone in my pocket. That's not certainly not. Certainly not. You were dramatically reacting to my the revelation of this information. No, this is not news to Meredith. She was um, very uh, attentive and kept in touch and checked in on me in my time in the hospital. Um, and then she and some of our other lovely friends sent me beautiful flowers on my return to school. Um <laughs> Which, you with know, a note. <laughs> with a note, we're glad your lung is reinflated. <laughs> can you tell who wrote it? <laughs> I can only imagine. Um, but yeah, uh, so it was about a week after it had happened that we finally got an appointment for the test that we were told I needed, which was bad advice. Um, and ahead of that appointment, they said, OK, you need to go get a chest X-ray, which is what they should have told me the day it happened at urgent care. Um, and within 45 minutes of completing the chest x-ray and leaving the hospital, I got a phone call saying, you have a, a lung collapse, you need to go to the emergency room. Um, and then I spent three days in the emergency room mm -hmm. um, having a chest tube put in to um, suck out the air that had uh, collected between my chest wall and the deflated lung um, so that the lung could reinflate. And um, I was very unhappy uh, the entire time. Um, Can't imagine why. No. Well, and it's, I'm somebody that uh, generally avoids medical attention. Um, I I don't I don't find it uh, worthwhile most of the time. It's unfortunate that generally I've been pretty healthy and my kids have been pretty healthy because I'm very bad about getting them medical attention as well. Um, 
Yeah, but this experience didn't do anything to improve my attitude toward that, just because if it had been a scenario where it was like, okay, this is what's wrong with you. This is what we need to do. We're going to make this appointment and you're going to come in, you're going to have this done. I think I would have um, been better equipped to handle it. But since it was an emergency room scenario, so it's like, we don't know what's going to happen. Wait two hours. Here's a piece of information. Wait three hours. Here's another piece of information that contradicts the piece of information we gave you two hours ago. Wait three hours. And like, I couldn't eat or drink anything, including water for more than half a day because there was a possibility that I would be having a procedure that would mean that I needed to have not eaten or drank anything for six hours. And so if they gave me Don't something that? and that, oh my God. And That's then like the best two separate they're points like, in the process. And like, how, for how long? Yeah. Definitely. They're like, maybe. Maybe. We don't know. <laughs> but then I made the mistake of asking for uh, water too many times. So they're like, okay, well, we'll put you on an IV then. I'm like, great. That's totally what I wanted. Oh, I um, hate that. And then two times during the process, uh, when I was awaiting a report or a read of an x-ray or information of some kind, I was um, told that I was waiting because the only person that could give me that answer got pulled into surgery. And I'm like, cool. How long do those usually take? Um, So the whole experience was really, really unpleasant. Um, But not having a deflated lung is extremely pleasant. And I'm relieved that I got it fixed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been in the ER too. It sucks. There's yeah. no way to describe it. No, no. one is happy when no. they go to the ER. No. And no and one's it's, happy you're, waiting. You're like, yeah, you're like in um you lose track of time. It's like a casino. There's no windows. There's no clocks. Yeah. There's, you know, you lose all sense of time and meaning. (laughs) Um, You trust no one and yet trust everyone. So they're like, (laughs) so-and-so said this. And they go, well, who was that? I was like, I've met 37 different people in varying levels of medical professions over the past two days. I don't know who it was, but they said I could go to the bathroom. May I please go to the bathroom? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah so. that's not great. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better. And Thank they were you. like, it was just spontaneous lung yeah. collapse. Yeah, there's there's a handful of things that um, typically cause it. Most often it's like a chest trauma, like a car accident. Um, if you're a Tell smoker and you have, you have right, right? And you're this right into the lung. Here yeah. you go. No, I just got really amped up during a football game and I was pounding my own chest. <laughs> like a gorilla. Like a gorilla does. Um or uh, acupuncture so or air trial. Are you a pilot? No, I'm not a fucking pilot. Um, it's and, so weird. Yeah. So, and then one of the first people said, okay, well, sometimes um, a bleb will rupture. I'm like, okay, now you're making up words. What the fuck is a bleb? Oh, evidently, there are things called blebs that can develop in your lungs that are little kind of like air bubbles. And if they burst, then they release air into the cavity outside your lungs. And that keeps your lung from inflating. So that's probably what happened to me. But there's no yeah. way to know that for sure at this point. Um, and so it's one of those where it happened for no reason. You're like, okay, nothing to worry about. Except if it happened for no reason once, it could happen for no reason again. Yep. And if it does, then that might mean I have a bleb problem. Um, And uh, in that scenario, like potentially I would need surgery to remove the portion of my lung that was bleb filled. Um, But we're we're going to we're not going to think about that. Yeah. Well, hopefully that won't come to fruition or if it does it'll be a long long time from now yeah and you're like hopefully it doesn't interfere with our recording schedule yeah that really screwed me over no i'm kidding <laughs> no i mean it, it's it's helpful that this happened already once you've already gone through it and mm-hmm. then you can like no exactly be like okay i need to go get 
yeah. is addressed in this way because it's art. I'm having the same feeling. Yeah. Whatever. So, I mean, that's that one thing that's like a good yeah. thing, I guess. I don't what know. Is, um, the more you know. <laughs> it all sucks. Like, yeah. Mm. Yeah. You learn something about your body and you're like, well, I will be damned. I didn't know I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I could work for a week with a partially collapsed lung. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, Way to power through it. And that just sort of shows. What teachers are capable Freaking of? Teacher. And the fact that they, I got uh, released from the hospital Saturday afternoon and I was back at school on Monday to receive my flowers from Meredith, who knew that's exactly where I would be. I know. I'm like, <laughs> was okay, back so at you're for sure going to work? Yep. Okay. Here you go. <laughs> Just send him to school. That bozo is not even going to stay home for one day. Well, you know, and I remember telling you, I was like, I, I worked for a week with a collapsed lung. Why would I not go in now that it's inflated? You're like, now I feel fine. <laughs> I know. I'm better now. Like That's <laughs> stupid. Whatever. Yeah. No, yeah, but it's hashtag kind of, teachers. It just sort of makes sense, though. You're like, I'd rather go in with a collapse long than write a sub. Then find a sub. Yeah, write a sub. <laughs> I was writing sub plans on my phone in the dark from a hallway hospital bed, and yeah, yeah, that's sort anyway, of uh, how she goes. Right? That that's that's the nature of the beast. And I think speaking- that makes me think. Well, that made me think of, of you in bed in the hospital. I sent you an Instagram like little reel that had like your. Uh, your peer or your colleague coming to your funeral, your teacher colleague, and then be like, hey, 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 did you write it yourself? Or did you like submit your grades or whatever? And I'm like, like, they're super pissed that your sub plan wasn't completed. I know. I told them all that they should just go suck it. But but then uh, like, how did you get out of this? (laughs) So I'm like, yep, that's 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 absolutely true. true. Um, And on that note, what's new with you, Meredith? Just as you said, or I said before we started recording, I've just been teaching, doing 504s, IEPs, SST meetings. That's all education gobble, gobbledygook. Yeah. You sound like for... the, the nurses that were like, you have a bleb. I'm like, you you're making something up <laughs> <laughs> just because I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just doing all these meetings after school, coming home, doing more work. Passing out, waking up, doing more work. <laughs> and then in between those days, I'm watching as much scary stuff because it's October at this time, 8th. Yeah, and, this is uh, the time of the year that you live the most for. most magical time. <laughs> so I've been watching a lot of scary stuff. I've rewatched my usual go-to Bravo's scary, uh, from Bravo Channel, from like the early aughts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's from 2004. So it's very, like a lot of the contributors have passed away. Yeah. So I really like it. 20 years ago, Yeah, people. nearly 20. So as Wes Craven... John Carpenter, <laughs> the, the still living John Carpenter. <laughs> yeah, he's still alive. But a lot of other people that are have since passed away, and I, I'm like, oh, it's kind of fun to like rewatch mm-hmm. what they are saying about these scary movies, things that influence them and their filmmaking, and then a lot of their own movies are in um, on the list. So it's a lot of fun to rewatch that. So the scariest movie moments, a hundred scariest movie moments, or 101. I can't remember. And then they also did. I don't think it's affiliated to any kind of way, but it's all, another list of scary movies um, that are on. It's on the Shutter channel, and it was, I think, on AMC as well. And it has a lot of now, um, you know, Jordan Peele movies. Mm-hmm. And it's other, updated. Yeah, it's updated. Yeah. And it has people who are filmmakers uh, from and, and actors that are from, like, current times, yeah. too. So it's really, it's really fun. And I also watched... Pet Cemetery Bloodlines mm-hmm. yesterday. It's received horrendous reviews. It's like twenty percent fresh, but I actually kind of 
I liked it. I think I kind of went into it with not high expectations because I think it was just a made for Hulu yeah. movie, but I could be wrong. Um, but, but that's I, the way to do it. Go in with low expectations. Go in being like, you know, who knows where this goes yeah. and sort of just take it, you know, watch it and see how you feel. And mm-hmm. Either you were yeah. right or you're pleasantly surprised. It's a yeah. win-win. So I was pleasantly surprised. It was Judd Crandall's, his story mm-hmm. of, uh, um, you know, his, and it has his parents and his family and he's trying to go away, f- move away from his small town mm-hmm. with his girlfriend. She, they're trying to do the Peace Corps thing. That's sort of like what's in the trailer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Um, yeah, because it's set in the 60s, happens. right? Yes, yeah. it's in the 60s. H- the, uh, Henry Thomas plays his dad. Uh, another actress, I can't remember her name. Um, she's super recognizable from the 90s, a lot of movies um, from from those years. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pam Greer, David Duchovny, and a lot oh, wow. of other big names Very are in cool. it. Um, I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was really entertaining and scary. And I How many it was episodes sort of is it? It's just a movie. It's oh, like it's an hour a and a half. Oh, okay. Like that, awesome. So. I'm, I'm definitely going to check that out. Yeah, definitely not a huge time suck and kind of fun and mm-hmm. um, spooky. And I liked it. So we should do an episode sometime on that because I'm, you know, the original is classic that I really liked the remake. And, uh, you know, now I that don't... there's this material as well. <gasps> yeah, we haven't done Pet Cemetery. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's part of the uh, Stephen King canon, so mm-hmm. we probably mm-hmm. should. It's actually but. kind of surprising that I know we, we haven't done it yet. I know. I know. Now I'm like, huh, <laughs> huh, huh. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Maybe an October project. Um, so, without further ado, <laughs> you are doing the recap of, not Chucky. Nope. It's called Child's Play. It's called Child's Play. <laughs> um, uh, released, as we mentioned, in 1988. So I was six years old. Uh, Meredith was a a sweet baby angel of five. Five in kindergarten. Um, although I don't know, this isn't a movie that I saw when I was a kid. So I think it may be one of the ones that I binged in my junior high, early high school years. Oh, me too, probably. Um, but uh, I mean, it's it's. Um, well, we won't, we won't, I won't get ahead of ourselves in our, our estimations of the quality of the movie, but it is kind of legendary. Not legendary. That's not the word I'm looking for. Um, it's so recognizable, though. It's um, it's kind of universal. Well, so good or not, it, it it needs to be recognized. Well, I mean, for example, last year I taught TK and one of my students, she I was I asked her, I was like, what are you going to be for Halloween? She's like, I'm going to be a creepy doll. And I was like, okay. She's like, I like creepy dolls. I was like, okay. And she's like, like Chucky. I'm like, what? <laughs> she's four. She's yeah. a little tiny, tiny little thing. Mm-hmm. Probably like 40 pounds soaking wet. Oh Maybe not even. So she was like the exact she's right tiny. size to be a Chucky doll. Oh my gosh. She was so cute. But yeah, I'm like, have you seen that? She's like, well, no, but I've seen his face. Yeah. They know who yeah, it is. They know. Yeah. These little guys know. So it was funny. Um... Anyhow, so um, the the cast of the original uh, was was kind of um, cool for the time period. Um, the main character um, is uh, Andy, a little boy named Andy, who um, for some reason he's the one name that I don't have in my notes, which is a real. Um, I'm really not proud of that in this moment. Um, it was uh, definitely an oversight. But while I'm hedging right now, his name is Alex Vincent. <laughs> um, is the Good actor <laughs> that plays Andy. Um, and uh, 
then his mom is played by Catherine Hicks, who um, to Seventh me is rec- yeah is very recognizable <laughs> from her role as the mom in Seventh Heaven. Um, Chris Sarandon um, is a another lead who was a uh, Prince Humperdinck from Princess Bride, um, but also mm-hmm. the voice of Jack Skellington, a beloved uh, friend of yours. Yes, I love. And then um, love it. someone that uh, is the the linchpin of this entire universe. He is the Robert England um, of Chucky is Brad Dorif, Dorif, however you pronounce his last name. Um, uh, it's funny that you mentioned that because I uh, watched Urban Legend last year oh, again. Yep. And I kind of did it at the time. I don't know why I did not make that connection that he's in that mm-hmm. movie and uh, Robert England as well. And I think oh, it's right. kind of like nods to that. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't really kind of receive that or understand that at the time. And then I rewatched it again as like a much more seasoned person. And I was like, oh. Oh, that's kind of fun. (laughs) Yeah. Um, For me, Brad Dourif um, is most... When I see him, I think of the Wormtongue character from the Lord of the Rings movies. Oh, yeah. Um, Because he does... He has a very, very recognizable face. Uh Uh-huh. But he... When I say that he's the Robert England, Like, Robert England was in every single Freddy movie until the Mm -hmm. remake. Like, he was the one thread that connected them all. Yeah. Um, And Brad Dourif is Chucky's voice in every single Chucky project that's ever been made. Yeah. Um, And also another, um, there's a lot of continuity in the universe overall um, because of um, writer and director Don Mancini, Mm -hmm. um, who has been a, you know, a writer in some capacity um, or director for all of them as well. From day one to to now, he's the writer on the TV show. That's kind of fun. I like Um, like that. Yeah. So there is. And it's it's surprising to hear that um, when you look at like and I'll I'll talk about that a little bit later. But the um, the kind of different. evolutions that the story and the, the styles that the movies have gone through mm-hmm. um, but it has been you know that same guy all the way through um, so let, let's jump in He's like, I know a paycheck when I see one. Oh, yeah. And I'm yeah. just going to turn it down. Churning this out. Me and, me and Brad, we're just going to, we're bros. He's like, misery forever. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I've not outgrown this character. Absolutely not. Um, okay, so our original, uh, released in 1988, opens on a cop who's in pursuit on foot. Um, he radios in, I've got the Strangler, Wabash and Van Buren. Although I listened a bunch of times. And so it's set in Chicago. Anybody that's been to Chicago, Wabash is like a very recognizable street name um, for the city of Chicago. I swear he says Wombash, though, like he's saying Wombat. But mm-hmm. I don't I, that might have been a little mistake that they didn't feel like uh, re refilming the scene or something. But he's got the Strangler, Wabash and Van Buren. The cop, who is our Chris Sarandon character, exchanges fire with the perp, who is Brad Durif in his human form and Brad gets uh, ditched by his getaway driver Eddie and uh, takes cover in a toy store in the store is a mountain of good guy dolls sweet little ginger boys in overalls about the size of a human toddler um, our cop continues pursuit through the store and the perp who is Charles Lee Ray having taken uh, a round in the chest from our cop's gun swears vengeance on the cop and Eddie his uh, getaway driver before conducting an impromptu voodoo ritual by which he transfers his soul into one of the good guy dolls as mm-hmm. one does well i want to do that hmm. when i'm cursing someone's name out. absolutely <laughs> i want my life to include the phrase impromptu voodoo ritual 
Um, be a pretty good band name. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so now it's birthday time. A little six-year-old cutie, Andy, uh, wants nothing more for his birthday than a good guy doll. But he's bound for disappointment as his single mom, Karen, can't afford one. Until that afternoon, she's at work at the jewelry counter at the department store when her friend Maggie rushes in saying the, quote, peddler in the alley has a good guy doll. I love the term peddler. They refer to this character as a peddler throughout the entire movie. I can't put a peddler. Like, like peddler. we're watching The Wizard of Oz or something. It's like he's this, like, he's, he's like a, a homeless lash. guy that's like collecting things from the trash and reselling it. He's not a peddler. Well, I, um, I, I Okay, I was laughing within a few minutes of watching <laughs> yep, this movie yeah. because of Andy making breakfast, breakfast and stuff for his and mom. just living his life alone. And I think I made a note to myself. I lost my note. I no, no, it's my phone, and I'm too lazy to open them. But <laughs> it, it, it was like this is a perfect. Um, She's, you know, a film expedition exposition of a five or six year old life in the '80s, mm-hmm. just like unattended making toast doing all this stuff and and burning everything and mm-hmm. being like basically you had a key around your neck and you hope for the best <laughs> and, you, and your mom your parents are asleep and they're like don't bother us right <laughs> oh yeah no the the so 80s I was elements like laughing. i was like oh my gosh that's totally like my <laughs> he's, life like, he's watching cartoons while he's putting like three quarters of a cup of granulated sugar on top of the sweetened cereal yeah. he just poured yeah and he's like I'm like that. That was me. Yep. Just you know, by yourself most of the time. Yeah, with that's parents, why we all have diabetes. Like, <laughs> parents are like, "Oh, what? You're still here?" And you're like, "Yes, Ew. yes, I am." <laughs> okay, continue. I just thought that was funny. all right. But that's funny. Um, so. Uh, Karen goes out, buys the good guy doll from the peddler, um, and but when she returns into her the jewelry counter from buying the doll, her prig of a boss is waiting and tells her that she has to work that night, um, which we know is Andy's birthday. Um, Maggie agrees to babysit Andy that night, but before I mean, so Karen goes home and before she has to return to work for the later shift, she gets to give Andy the good guy doll. Yeah, uh, they turn the doll on. Who tells Andy, "Hi." Uh, I'm Chucky and I'm your friend to the end and Andy's never been happier so he is like living his best life at this point so that night while Maggie is babysitting uh, Chucky is very interested in the TV the doll Chucky who is still just a doll um, not animated in any way uh, particularly the nine o'clock news with a report of Eddie uh, Charles Lee Ray's getaway driver escaping police custody. Um, while Andy is brushing his teeth, somehow the TV turns back on and Maggie finds Chucky in front of it again. Addie is Andy is adamant that he didn't put Chucky there, but of course Maggie doesn't believe him and puts the two of them to bed together. Later that night, Chucky emerges from the bedroom and Maggie follows the scampering noises through the apartment until she finds spilled sugar in the kitchen. As she cleans it up, she turns and is hit in the face with a good guy toy hammer. A single blow that somehow drives her 10 feet backward and through the window, falling to her death on a parked and car below. And the pink lady is dead. <laughs> but it's like it's one hammer blow drives her across an entire room and, and she's through like, a window. She's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> so that's that's one of the, you know, kind of silly, silly, silly things. I know. I think... I think originally it was supposed to be like she's taking a bath and then gets strangled or something. I can't remember. But yeah. then they went with this. This, this is pretty this, dramatic. Uh, scenario. Yeah. Her, her body smashing onto a parked car. So Maggie is mm-hmm. now dead. Sadly. She was a good friend. R.I.P. Maggie. 
I know. Well, she was kind of cool because her boss was a real shitter, yeah. and she's like, "Hey, man, be she's cool. dishing it back to him." Yeah, and yeah. and and his mom was just she was just trying to. I need a job, and because mm-hmm. I'm a single mom, also. So okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I'm really upset, but you know, I'll do what I can. Maggie she, was also giving shit to the peddler, like forty bucks. What are you talking about? That thing's not worth ten. <laughs> yeah, that's stupid. Yeah. So sad to lose Maggie so early on. Yeah. So Karen returns from her shift to find cops all over her apartment, but she's relieved to find Andy safe. Uh, He tells her Maggie, quote, had an accident. Detective Norris, our cop from before, is there and tells Karen about Maggie's fall. He also asks Karen about the small footprints in the spilled sugar in the kitchen, noting that the prints didn't match any of Andy's shoes. But soon the detective notices that they do match the prints on the bottom of Andy's good guy footy pajamas. So he's like, hmm. Okay, like tiny footprints match his pajamas. Why are Andy's footprints in all this spilled sugar with this dead lady down on the car? Mm-hmm. Um, so Karen, you know, kind of recognizes the the connection that the detective's making. So she chases the cops away. But before they leave, Andy notices sugar on Chucky's feet. And he races out to tell Karen and Detective Norris. Um and they're just like, oh, ha, 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 ha. Um, <laughs> Go to bed. You're still here? <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you burned any toast lately? <laughs> um, so the cops leave and they have the toy hammer in an evidence bag. So they, you know, recognize that that's that's the murder weapon. Uh, later, Andy is telling Karen about what Chucky's been telling him, that his real name is Charles Lee Ray and that he's been sent down from heaven to play with Andy. That's mm-hmm. a nice little little fairy tale. Um Andy also relays that Chucky said that Maggie was a real bitch who got what she deserved. (laughs) And Karen's like, Andy, how could you say that? And he's like, I didn't say it. Chucky said it. Um, She's like, sure, kid. Yeah, sure. So Karen obviously doesn't believe him. um, So Andy lies to her and says he knows Chucky isn't alive, even though he clearly believes that Chucky is. Um, And the next day, after he's dropped off to school and Karen leaves, Andy sneaks away on the L train. This is a six-year-old who walks out of his school building mm-hmm. and gets on the L and takes it across Chicago. <laughs> that seems totally normal. Totally ladies. reasonable. I mean, why would there be any level of security on get using an L train, getting on an L train, paying a fare that would keep a six-year-old from doing it by themselves? Everyone did that in the Everybody 80s. Everybody did that. It was like, the 80s. Walked around, you had a key on your neck. Yep, you Hope did. You, the you had you. They got you your little L transit card when you were three. Um, <laughs> They're like stranger danger. I mean, you could be killed, but bye. But you're safe on the L. Don't don't come inside the house till the sun's down. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and so it turns out that Andy is following uh, Chucky's directions to the house where Eddie is hiding out because yeah, we know that like Eddie was um, yeah the uh, one of the guys that Charles Lee Ray swore vengeance on before um, possessing Chucky the Chucky doll right so um they're outside the house and while andy is taking a whiz in a pile of garbage also as one does in <laughs> this part of chicago um Chucky, it wasn't a great area no also, no that's, that's sure. why that garbage was there that's where you urinate <laughs> um so then but while andy's doing that chucky races off into the house he turns on the gas oven and blows out the pilot light um, Eddie is following noises throughout the house, firing his revolver right and left until a final shot ignites the gas from the oven and blows the whole house to kingdom come. Mm-hmm. So again, we're having this idea that like supposedly the muzzle flare of his revolver was enough 
And the five minutes that the gas was running on the oven with the oven door open was enough to fill the entire house to explosion proportions. He was using a revolution era. <laughs> it was uh, a musket. And musket. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that's just natural naturally yeah. happens <laughs> yeah um so you know they, uh, when a house explodes even in chicago the the cops do come um, <laughs> eventually 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 they show up um so now karen is arriving at the police station where andy is being held with chucky because obviously he was collected when they responded to the house explosion um right yeah karen tries to persuade andy to start telling the truth what she Wait, did she even say why are you here nope. Nope, sure didn't. Sure didn't. Okay. I mean, why would you ask? You okay. know, kids, kids, he's got to live his life. <laughs> he's like, it's mom. Not, it's not her okay, business. so here's the deal. I was running some errands. Yep. Had a quick little urinate. Pick up. I needed to whiz, do this. Got to take a whiz. My favorite whiz trash pile. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh. So now I'm here. Yeah, I mean, shit happens, right? Um, let, let's let's get home and have some more good guy cereal. Um, so, but Andy responds to Karen by trying to convince Chucky to talk to them to prove he's alive. So Andy is not going to lie anymore and say that he knows Chucky isn't real. Um, he is now trying to prove to them that Chucky is alive. And so he's yelling and screaming at the Chucky doll to try and get him to talk to them. Yeah, because he's um, noticing he's getting in trouble, starting to yeah. get in trouble for things that are not yeah. his influence or suggestion or whatever. Yeah. Um, but of course, Chucky doesn't give any signs of life there at the police station and Andy gets angry. Um, a psychologist suggests that Andy be held for a few days for observation. So Karen goes home, taking Chucky with her. Of course, it's their good guy doll that it's she... It's their peddler doll. It's their she peddler doll. Good she money. gave good money to that peddler. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so now Karen is home with Chucky and Andy's in the hospital. Um, when she gets home, Karen muses over the giant box that Chucky came in when suddenly... The batteries fall out of it. And she's mm -hmm. like, WTF? Mm -hmm. um, so she checks the doll, who has been saying the pre-recorded phrases this whole time, and finds the battery compartment empty. Mm -hmm. And, whoa, 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 what? Um, and at that moment, of course, now Chucky's There's head spins around. There's ghosts in this doll. <laughs> Demons. There's ghosts in this doll. Oh, um, my. So Chucky's head spins around, and he declares, hi, I'm Chucky. Want to play? And then rolls under the sofa when she screams and drops him. She goes, bye. Yeah, so now Chucky knows the jig is up. She has discovered she that there's no batteries. Um, and so he's not going to play silent and play dumb anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just he and Karen in the apartment. Um, so Karen uh, gets him out from under the sofa. She lights a fire in the fireplace and threatens the doll that if he doesn't talk, she's going to burn him. And now we see the real Chucky uh, speaking in Charles Lee Ray's voice. So not the hi, I'm Chucky, but actual like Brad Derive's voice. Um, he calls her a stupid bitch, attacks and bites her and then busts out of the apartment. Mm -hmm. um, and so this is a point where we see um, it, I can't remember is the it might be the first time in the movie that we actually see it moving from um, an actual doll to puppetry so that we see Chucky walking and talking and moving and doing things. Because mm -hmm. earlier, every time Chucky was doing something, like when he hit Maggie with the hammer or when he was, um, you know, turning off the or turning on the pilot, turning off the pilot or whatever in Eddie's house, it was that... Um, 
villain angle where we were seeing things through his eyes. You we weren't saw, seeing like, him do it. Hand. Yeah. So we, um, they didn't, they hadn't had to use like any kind of actual puppetry to show us Chucky walking and moving yet because they'd only been giving us the, these scenes through his viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now we see, you know, and he obviously, he looks very different. The the puppet right. style Chucky looks very different from the plain old doll that had been in all the previous scenes. Yeah. And, and you see just, you know, a little hand and yeah. you know um from the killers well from hit them Look, him looking perspective. down yeah. mm-hmm. um so karen goes back to the police station and tries to tell detective norris the whole story but of course he doesn't believe her so she heads out to find the guy who sold her the doll you know mr peddler man um she does find him and he tries to assault her which is a delightful little moment but thankfully detective norris had followed her he shows up um, and the peddler says that he found the doll outside a toy store on Wabash. This, of course, rings a bell with Detective Norris, um, who tells Karen that the store was where he killed Charles Lee Ray after Ray threatened to kill him and Eddie. So mm-hmm. now, like, Detective Norris is like, hey, wait a minute. There's some weird coincidences here. This is all starting to look kind of strange. Um, so Norris takes Karen home, but makes the mistake of telling her where Charles Lee Ray lived before he died. Um Later, Norris is driving when Chucky pops up in the backseat and attacks him. Um, this scene is all, it's pretty hilarious. And a lot of these scenes are um, when you ha- try to imagine a full-grown adult male not being able to overpower a doll. <laughs> I mean, in theory, he has, like, supernatural strength um, because he's possessed. Mm-hmm. But the idea that you would be struggling with a doll and the doll would be winning. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I think there is it like Ant Man where he has all this strength and then like he's like <laughs> tiny. Totally then... like Ant Man. <laughs> you got that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I you know it is pretty funny, and also when you envision what the how the actor had what they had to do to to perform that scene, the little doll hand, I would have felt I would have like, felt oh, no. a little silly. I think myself. Um, yeah, like yeah. oh no, he's he's over, he's strangling me. I can't get him <laughs> off my throat. <laughs> Um, <laughs> choke, 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 choke. Um, and so after a lengthy struggle in the moving car, they crash. Norris shoots Chucky, but Chucky gets away. <clears throat> the next day, Karen is visiting Charles Lee Ray's house uh, full of what I described as amazing murals, full mm-hmm. of lovely voodoo thematic um, paintings up and down the walls. They're it was just really leaning into that voodoo thing. Oh, yeah. It reminded me a little bit of the, um, the graffiti in the apartment in Candyman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it made me think of that too. Where like everything was just painted. Well, a lot of the a lot of the setting reminded me of Candyman. Yeah, a little and, bit, and it's mm-hmm. yeah that like it bad sense, part though, of town. Yeah, I think both Chicago. So yeah, that's true too. Um, so uh, Norris shows up at Charles Lee Ray's house too. Obviously now a believer, so he and Karen are you know allied in this. Like okay, He's like now that I've been choked out by right? a little doll, he almost got his dick that stabbed that off in that car. <laughs> scuttled (laughs) off into the night Um, so uh, Norris tells Karen about the voodoo buddy that Ray had um, who Chucky is visiting as they speak so he wants answers from this voodoo pal of his why it hurt and bled when Norris shot him he's like I'm a doll so his voodoo pal tells him that the more time he spends in the doll the more human he becomes Uh, Chucky does not like that news Um, so voodoo man tells him that he can move into whoever was the first person he revealed himself to which of course is young Andy Mm -hmm. Um, So Chucky says, thank you, sir, kills the voodoo man and leaves. 
just in time for Karen and Norris to show up and find the dying voodoo man who tells Karen uh, what's coming and how to kill Chucky. Right. Yeah. Okay. So now we're at the hospital where Andy is being held. Andy sees Chucky out the window, like climbing up the exterior um, stair staircase. <laughs> <It's so funny. laughs> He's like looking out the window. There's just the good guy He's doll, like, like climbing up the do do do. So it kind of made me think of Twilight Zone with. Where he's like, there's something on the wing. And everyone's like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I swear silly. to God. Um, so Andy's terrified that Chucky's coming to kill him. Um, so uh, Andy hides. He tricks um, Chucky uh, to come into the his room. And then he, Andy escapes, locking Chucky in the room. Um, a doctor finds Andy. And while the doctor's trying to sedate Andy, because obviously this kid is hysterical, Chucky shows up and stabs the doctor with a scalpel and then fries him with an electroshock therapy machine. That's rude. It's, yeah, I mean, it seemed a little unnecessary. Um, so Karen and Norris arrive at the hospital, um, but at this point, Andy has escaped, and Karen knows that he's gone home, because, you know, he's a latchkey kid. He's a little guy. He's got the, he's got the key around his neck. He knows how to use the I'm L train. Hop in the L. <laughs> Go back to my house. Yep. So at home, Andy barricades the door and hides in the apartment as Chucky rides up in the elevator. Um, I love this part, though, because, like, he's just, you know, a doll laying in the elevator, pretending to be a doll, and this couple gets into the elevator, and um, the woman looks down, and she goes, ugh, ugly doll and then he goes fuck you <laughs> and she's like what <laughs> that's the magic of, <laughs> of Brad Doris yeah he, I'm sure he ad-libbed that um so now I for some reason Chucky comes down the chimney to get into the apartment I guess not for some reason Andy bar- barricaded the door I guess my whole thing is having a, a a chimney in an apartment building is not something I'm personally familiar with uh, yeah I don't know maybe it's a Chicago thing Chicago thing um, so he comes down the chimney and he knocks Andy out with a bat but of course we know he doesn't want to kill Andy Andy yeah. thinks he does but Just we know like that uh, yeah Chucky wants to possess Andy mm-hmm. uh, so Karen and Norris arrive uh, just as Chucky's beginning the ritual to change vessels and the battle begins um they're so they're trying to stop him and to fight him. Karen traps Chucky in the fireplace and uh, Andy sets him on fire um but then Chucky looks through the the grate, the fireplace grate, and says, "We're friends to the end, remember?" And Andy goes, "This is the end, friend." <laughs> and you're like, "Yes, Andy, Aww, little cutie pie." He's so adorable. He's so cute. I um, love when he goes, "Oh, but he got the doll." And he's yeah, like, "Oh, he's my. so precious." He's such a little cutie, um, little guy. All right, think it's over? Nope. Chucky's body is gone. Uh, Now a gross blackened Chucky continues the attack against everybody until Karen gets Norris's gun back. Uh, She blows off Chucky's head and arm, etc. Until finally, it does seem that he really is dead. Um, Norris's cop buddy shows up, ignores the directions from the uh, people there to not touch the doll parts. So he brings the head of Chucky into the room. He's like, look at this little guy. What are you talking about? What are you, it's not alive. Look at this thing. And then, of course, the headless torso bursts out of a vent and attacks again. Um, and this time they finally do what the voodoo man said to do in the first place. They shoot the doll in the heart. Mm-hmm. The end. Yeah. And that is 1988's Child's Play. Child's Play. Yeah. Meredith. Did you think that this was scary? Fuck no. <laughs> okay, tell me more. Oh, my child has been listening to this podcast, by the way. So really? I'm like, she's like, mommy, 
You say bad words. You, you don't you cuss around your kids, huh? I don't really. Oh my no. gosh. I just go because I'm, I'm kind of like in teacher mode too. Yeah. But well, not. They're like right on the cusp too of mm-hmm. being like, a, okay, now I'm a full on teacher. Like, well, in yeah. deep being younger, I can see that. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't really. I mean, I say crap and other yeah. things, but I kind of am the same at work, obviously. Right. You know, I'm not like <laughs> cursing like a sailor. So I don't, I don't really do that. Yeah. In, so it was a little Except strange for, for her to hear it. It is. She's like, oh my, oh my gosh. I hear you say Fs and Ss oh <laughs> and Cs. I'm like, what? Oh, crap. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, what? You're like, Katie's the only one that says the Cs. <laughs> uh, no, not at all. I, I thought it was fun when I was, when did I watch this? I want to say middle school. I thought it was a fun jaunt. Yeah. I, it's something where I enjoyed the imagery of Chucky more. And the fact that they keep making movies and that it just keeps going on and on. I think it's fun. Yeah. It's nothing that I ever thought was scary. Uh, it's certainly not an Annabelle situation oh, where no. I'm like, oh, my God, that's yeah. terrifying. Like you're actually <laughs> in suspense while watching the movie and frightened yeah. and not knowing what's coming. Exactly. So um, I appreciate how it's added to because, you know, even at my 40th birthday, I had photos of Chucky everywhere yeah, and he's iconic Freddy Krueger and of you know Jason and mm-hmm. Michael Myers and all that. and it, and I'm like I'm not going to say no I don't like that movie it's, it's fun yeah so I would say it's fun to watch uh, or in October so, you know if yeah. you if you want to watch something kind of silly and you know whatever and, it feels and, like horror without actually being scary yeah so I appreciate it but I did not find it scary mm-hmm. so um tank that but I do really like um, Brad Dorf. Yeah. He's really fun. He he makes that character and he, he does. He's he's a hoot. I yeah. love him. Well, it's just like Robert England with Freddie. Like his personality, the wisecracking, the trash talking, like all of that, mm-hmm. like makes that character enduring. I think that's why people keep coming back to it. Yeah, definitely. So, and then Jennifer Tilly showed up as his girlfriend, yeah. and you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. this is so ridiculous. But I can't. This is like so yeah. funny. I do have like um, a, a rundown of um, the other projects and everything. But do you have um, uh, notes or anecdotes or fun facts to share? Uh, yeah, not a ton. Uh, one that I didn't actually write here. I I watched usually before we do a movie. I watch a lot of different YouTube videos of uh, fun facts or things mm-hmm. that people didn't really know about, or maybe even the actors talking about the like the process of making the movie. Yeah. So um, I didn't know that. Shoot, I can't remember her name. She was going to do the voice of Chucky. From, oh, it was going to be a woman? It was going to be the, the... She plays the mother from Arrested Development. But oh. I can't remember her name for some reason. Yeah. It was either her or John Lithgow. Oh, my gosh. Which you know I what's funny is fun. that um, that actress, We, my husband and I were just watching a, a movie that she was in as a very young woman, and mm-hmm. he was like, why do I recognize her? And he was like, oh, that's the mom from Arrested Development. I'm like, no, it's not. And I looked it up, and he was totally right. Oh, that's funny. And so now I'm, like, trying to remember what it was that we watched. Right, right. So I think it was, um, they were thinking kind of she would voice Chucky they're kind of going from Reagan's voice from The Exorcist, how it was like a deep like kind raspy. of like a, uh, but Jessica then, Walter. Right. Yes, her. And maybe make it a little bit kind of animatronic sounding because back then in the 80s, they oh, were yeah, kind the of voices. More, yeah, they didn't sound natural no, when those dolls a, talked. Not at all. They're like, I'm Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> and you're like, oh, ah, get away from I me. I love you so much. <laughs> I, have, I have a Teddy Ruxpin story. I had a Teddy Ruxpin too. Great. <laughs> no, I didn't have one, but I have a story. Oh, 
I'm, I'm still trying to find out what it was so, that we were watching yeah. Jessica Walter in. But, but John, John Lithgow, I mean, he has such a recognizable voice. I know. And he's perfect for so many things. Like, it, again, going back to Pet Cemetery, like having him be Judd in the remake of Pet Cemetery. Oh, um, I love was that. So, so perfect. He was definitely. totally suited for that. Definitely, definitely. So then also, I would say, let me go back. Oh, the. Um, the writer, Don Mancini, he was not really a huge fan of the voodoo plotline thing. He wanted it to be where um, Andy got his blood onto the doll somehow or something. And then they were blo- blood buddies, like bonded in that way. <laughs> okay. And um, just like my girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they, but they decided not to do that. Mm-hmm. And he was like, eh. Like not really Let's find something mildly culturally offensive and yeah, do that instead. Really, he was not really a huge fan of the whole voodoo thing, but yeah. they're like, we're going to do this. And so it was like, He's all like, right, fine. fine. Kind of whatever. Did you figure out what you watched? Yeah, she uh, she was the lead in Play Misty for me with Clint Eastwood. <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> Meredith is so shocked. <laughs> and I showed my own spit. <laughs> yeah, and so that came out in 71. So it's oh, like she, you know. She was like a young, beautiful very young, lady. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what else? So the... Yeah, then there is also a writer that said that the original, original idea was to have an inmate death row person transfer his soul into the good guy doll as, as he was being electrocuted. Hmm. Um, here's an also fun fact. 11 different people had to control the Chucky puppet to oh, wow. make it happen. It was just like, I mean, it was the 80s, so it's like, they're not, they don't have CGI. It was like all kind of... They didn't even have drones. Right. So <laughs> it, they had to, you know, different people holding his hands, his arms, you know, his eyebrows even, just yeah. for like expression. Uh, let's see. It, he said it took about 27 takes to get Chucky to even hit a button. Oh my um, gosh. To electrocute a doctor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because of all of the, um, you know, Puppeteers, right, and all that, and then his full name, Chucky, uh, the the guy who was possessing Chucky was mm-hmm. Charles Lee Ray, and that was taken from Charles Manson, Lee Harvey Oswald, and James Earl Ray. Oh all wow! The people who have done very infamous things in their yeah. lives. So, um, so that was the creation of Charles Lee Ray. That that name. That's so cool. Um, what else? Oh, and then so. I read or I watched this also this morning where it was they were talking about how so many people, parents especially, were very upset about the movie and mm-hmm. wanting it banned and say like <laughs> we don't want this. And a lot of the inspiration for the movie even being kind of created was these um there was like the My Buddy doll, My Buddy, yeah. My Buddy and then also and then there was Kid Sister was like the Kid girl Sister. version. And then there was a huge, huge craze for a cabbage patch doll right. so that's where that kind of stemmed from that mm-hmm. that that mania for parents to get this thing for their child and like yeah. what happens if that's possessed or kind of corrupted in some way remember when we were talking about the um the duggar documentary that we watched and like the leader of the mega church that they belonged to like preached that all the cabbage patch dolls were each individually possessed by demons yeah he probably was like saw the chucky and he was like you know what or saw uh Charles Bay, hello, yeah. and then saw the chucky doll and was like well you know that that translates so Absolutely. I'm going to do that. Um, so then there's 
that and people were very upset about it and wanted to ban it and they didn't really have much success I don't think uh, not like an exorcist situation which was banned in yeah. a lot of places there are but, probably small towns across yeah, America right. that kept it out um, of their but they, Rialtos I did find this fact I don't know if it's true we'll see it said several crimes were kind of committed since then in the name of uh, Chucky the or like the, the okay. doll and one was um yeah, doing one of the biggest crimes was the murder of a sixteen-year-old girl, and it was she was tortured, and many kind of said that that was inspired by them the movie, which mm-hmm. I think is such a cop out, honestly. It's such bullshit. So I don't really buy it, but anyway, um, those are just a few of the facts. Interesting. All, so. The most. I thought was entertaining was that it could have been John Lithgow, which would have changed the whole trajectory. Total of the vibe, movies. totally different vibe. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. And Very then, cool. And then like the eighties, like how, what went into making it happen. So I always find that really interesting, like what almost didn't happen or what. Yeah. You know. You know, for example, like the Jaws shark, you don't mm-hmm. see it very much because of the, the malfunctioning technology. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, and it's, it's also like we, you know, it's so common now for us to like shit all over the special effects of that time period because they look so hokey. But then to stop and think that they were actually so much more difficult to, it was so much more difficult to accomplish what they did that looks yeah. less realistic than what we do now that looks more realistic. But because of the technology we have now, is actually kind of easier to produce. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and just, you know, you see how much buy in and how much. The dedication of people and yeah. um, these filmmakers and special mm-hmm. effects people and how they made you know really wanted it to be really so good and then we're watching it we're like that's lame we're like oh my god <laughs> totally looks like he's so, walking yeah and then you're like well that actually was um, a little person and he was wearing <laughs> he was wearing the costume and pretending to be you know Chucky, yeah, Chucky doll <laughs> oh my god. Um, okay, so this wasn't really my intention um, when we chose this movie, and I honestly don't know how I pulled it off, but I did end up watching all of the sequels. Oh my god. Yeah. I watched the remake. Yeah. Okay, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So our first one came out in 1988. Uh, Child's Play 2 came out in 1990, and it had the same um, actor playing Andy, obviously just a little bit older. And the idea is that the because at the end of the first one, like, obviously the cops know that Chucky was alive. But then when we come back for the second one, they're like, OK, well, the, the cops uh, denied all of it. Um, Andy and his mom are the only ones that are still saying that the doll committed these murders. And so I think that kind of makes sense after a while. You're like or, or you could see you could see that police might be like, well, we're going to be laughed out of here. Yeah, exactly. You know, if we like, don't, like, change the story a little bit about exactly. what happened, what transpired. Um, so Andy's mom gets institutionalized because she's an adult, so they're like, well, she's crazy, she can't care for a child, and Andy yeah. goes into foster care. Oh. Um, and so that's, you know, Catherine Hicks doesn't return, Chris Sarandon obviously um, doesn't return because of that storyline, and then it obviously Chucky's still around, still trying to get to Andy, still killing people, still trying to possess Andy, all that fun stuff, but mm-hmm. now it's, he's in a foster home and the character they add that's actually really cool is um, this older uh, foster sister who's like kind of a badass um, and she you know obviously doesn't believe at first but pretty quickly figures out he's telling the truth about the doll um, and so she helps him and they kind of fight Chucky together um, so that was Child's Play 2 in 1990 the next year 91 um, was Child's Play 3 and um it uh all of a sudden Andy's like 16. Oh, okay. Um 
which I mean, because that's that's only maybe I got that year wrong that three came out um, because it's, it's you know, it's supposed to be like he's a teenager now and he's been obviously in foster care um, and he gets sent to military school. Poor Andy. Yeah. He's just and living a horrible life. I know. And it's not his fault, but they, so they recast him obviously because now um, he's a teenager and um, they got a really cute guy to play him. Um, and Chucky obviously is like still pursuing him, but then when he gets to the military school, the first person he reveals himself to is this other little boy at the military school. And so um, it's just all, uh, you know, Chucky attacking and killing people and trying, still always trying to get into a human body and Andy battling against him. Mm-hmm. And at the end of these, obviously, they think they've destroyed him. Yeah. Um, and so, because at the, you know, at the end of the first one, he gets burned and um, blown up and everything. Um, for the second one, the way that he comes back is... Um, that the good guys company is trying to um, fight back against the PR. Um, or is that? No, that's the beginning of Bride of Chucky. So um, Child's Play 3 came out in 91. Um, and then there's kind of a break. And I look at those three as being like kind of a little trilogy. And then Bride of Chucky came out in 98. Um, and that's the one where they introduce um, Tiffany Valentine, Chucky's girlfriend. Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. And she... Um, Who I I love she's her. amazing. She's and, so funny with that voice. <laughs> and she's like, like the perfect awesome. addition to like keep these movies interesting mm-hmm. um, past the point where it's just like more Chucky, more Chucky, more Chucky. Right. Um, so she's his, the human girlfriend of Brad, of uh, Charles Lee Ray, um, who years later is able to bribe and get her hands on the Chucky doll. Um and, uh, you know, I guess her, her plan is to just, you know, be be together with him at last again. She brings him back to life. Um, and he tells her that um, <laughs> because she thought the night that he died, he had left a ring, like an engagement ring on the mantle and mm-hmm. she found it. And so she thought that he was going to propose to her um and then he died that night mm-hmm. or he, you know, went into the doll that night. And so this whole time she's been like waiting for him and, you know, wanting like trying to get back together, like because she thinks that they were going they would have been married. And so when she resurrects the doll, he was like, no, I stole that ring from blah, blah, blah. Like I was never going to marry you. And so she's fucking pissed um, and she <laughs> locks him in this playpen. And then as a joke, she gives him this like female doll that's like, you know, same proportions, same size or whatever as Chucky. Um, And then, unfortunately, what ends up happening is then, of course, her spirit gets transferred into the female doll and then the two of them, you know, just go on their their little romp. Um, And that's Bride of Chucky that's followed six years later in 2004 with Seed of Chucky because at the end of Bride of Chucky, so he actually, the dolls actually have sex in the movie in Bride of Chucky. (laughs) There's actually a doll sex scene. Oh my gosh. And um, she gets pregnant. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then at the end, both Chucky, the Chucky and the Tiffany dolls both get destroyed. But the dead Tiffany doll gives birth to mm-hmm. a baby doll. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're like a baby doll. doll. Um, and so then when in Seed of Chucky, um, the idea there's like this 
orphan doll out there who is like this sweet like they gave him like almost a British accent he's this sweet charming little boy and he's an orphan and he never knew his parents and he always wondered why why what happened to my parents and um, but he has these nightmares about like horrible violent things and he doesn't understand it mm-hmm. and then also because his doll is printed on the inside of his wrist it says made in Japan uh-huh. so he's like all I know about myself is that I'm Japanese uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and so then um in Seed of Chucky, like they're making a child's play movie, and so they've produced Chucky and Tiffany dolls for the filming of the movie. Mm-hmm. And so the the ch- child, their child, sees um, a news report on the making of the movie, like an E and Hollywood story or something, and sees the Made in Japan stamp on the inside of the Chucky doll's arm, and he's like. It's my father. And so he like goes to find them like because he believes these are his parents. Um, but they're just dolls because they were produced by the movie company for the purposes of the movie. But then he has around his neck the amulet, the Charles Lee Ray's amulet. That was what, you know, everybody uses to bring people to life for whatever, all their voodoo stuff. And he's like, it's the only thing I have from my parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like the... You know, like Lone Star and Spaceballs, how he has that little necklace. And he's like, I've never taken it to every wise man in the galaxy and nobody knows what it means. And mm-hmm. it turns out it means he was a prince. Anyway, so the child doll, um, who I think his name was like Shitface or something. I don't <laughs> really remember. Um, accident, oh well, accidentally or intentionally brings the Chucky and Tiffany dolls to life with the amulet. Mm-hmm. So now all three of them are alive and they want to adopt him as their child, but they can't agree if he's a boy or a girl. And so they name him. Chucky calls him Glenn and Tiffany calls him Glinda. And it just like it gets really out of hand, as you can imagine. Right. Okay. Um, so that's like a little pair that mm-hmm. kind of go together. Um, the next two that came out were it's Curse of Chucky in 2013 and Cult of Chucky in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, and they both center around, they kind of create a little bit of an additional backstory where there's this family that Charles Lee Ray knew when he was human. Um, and he uh, kind of like attacked them, like killed the father, was holding the pregnant mother like prisoner. She's the one that ratted him out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the beginning of this movie is basically... Um, I don't know if it's supposed to be Jennifer Tilly or Tiffany Valentine because Jennifer Tilly plays herself in the um, Seed of Chucky movie. She is in the movie as Jennifer Tilly, not as Tiffany. Mm-hmm. And um, so Jennifer Tilly slash Tiffany the human is m- m- like delivering the doll to all the people that Charles Lee Ray wants to get revenge on. Mm-hmm. And so she gets the doll to this family and they're all of the, you know, all these people die. And then the, this one woman gets blamed and then she gets locked up because she's saying it's the doll and everybody thinks she's crazy. And so then they return to that character for um, cult of Chucky um, while she's in the institution because of the being convicted or found mentally incompetent after the trial. Um, the cool thing about those two is that the um, character of Andy comes back and it's played by the same guy that played, oh. that was the little boy in the originals. Uh-huh. Um, okay, then the remake, 2019. Yeah. Which I loved. What did you think? I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was fun. I, I liked that it had um, Aubrey Plaza mm-hmm. and she's, she's great. It, yeah. I like her. In all things, so she, that was fun, and I like that Mark Hamill did the voice. <laughs> so of, hilarious of uh, the Chucky doll, and um, I thought it was fun. Yeah. I did a lot, so I, you know, I, I um, like the twist and turns, and then the added technology mm-hmm. aspect, and how 
it's like, what can technology do in your life? Oh, it can turn against you pretty quickly and be kind of crazy and yeah. turn the heat up and you can watch and people get murdered. And yeah. <laughs> it, it was fun. And like, yeah, because the, the Caslin is the company that and it's kind of like supposed to be like Apple. Right. It's like it's your TV. It's your thermostat. It's the like all of the, you know, whatever these mm-hmm. products that we I all mean, I buy thought now. It was like an Amazon situation. Oh, that, or, it could be or, that, too. Or yeah. Or Apple. Yeah. Um, but, like, but yeah, just something. basically like these big companies that, you know, they sell you all of these products that are supposed to make your life better by interfacing and working together. They connect um, everyone. They all connect. Mm-hmm. And, and then like the, the cars, like it even has like an Uber element, like this company where you can summon a Caslin car and it's like a self-driving car that will you know, take you wherever you want to go. But Mm -hmm. then when it gets uh, misappropriated by an evil spirit, it ends up killing you. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I liked it, too. I liked the the updates. I liked the casting. I think it was a hair scarier Uh um, than the original just because it is updated visually. It was darker. Um, It just had like stylistically it was a little bit like more sinister. Yeah. And it was also like um, the Chucky, um, it, there was no Charles Lee Ray character. Like there right. was no, um, there wasn't a, somebody like a, a bad person whose spirit got transferred into the doll. It was a guy in the factory um, where it was being produced that got fired. And so as revenge, he like wrote some shitty lines of code for that one particular doll. And so it was like a commentary, I think, on also um, sweatshops. Oh, absolutely. And he, because he just disabled anything, kind of safety mechanisms mm-hmm. that were on the dolls, and he took his own life because his manager was like, You're a piece of trash. I'm going to find you. I, I found you in the gutter. I'll put you mm-hmm. back in the gutter. You're only, and he's like, Ugh. And then, and then um, that happened, and it's it's mass produced. It was like in Vietnam or something. Yeah. I can't remember. Well, that's what I think. It's like he found him in the gutter, and this guy can write code. Yeah. Like, okay. I don't know. So, I mean, it, it's definitely, it felt like, um, a commentary on where does our technology come from? It comes mm-hmm. off the sweat of people and people are victimized or, or not victimized, but taken advantage of. And I guess that's a victimization, but yeah. I thought, and then it, that led to that. And then this, this doll that was seemingly innocent, but then had no kind of, um, moral compass Mm -hmm. already yeah yeah because he's not he's not inherently evil he's not evil to begin with like they there's one point where andy because andy's the andy character is a little bit older he's like 13 or something yeah um and uh there's a part where he and his friends are watching texas chainsaw 2 and um and so it's like the the doll gets exposed to that and like sees these kids like laughing and joking about the violence taking place in that movie um and then it's it's kind of like the doll is is like a learning robot like you say with no filters or no safety precautions and so it start it becomes violent um kind of because of what it's exposed to Mm -hmm. and so like the um everything initially everything that chucky hurts is because he thinks it's hurting andy like you know first the cat because the cat scratches andy and andy hates the cat and then the mom's boyfriend who's a real dick and um is like you know verbally or whatever abusive to Andy um and so the doll is like seeing Andy being mistreated or harmed and so he is like acting out of like a protective instinct to Andy because that's I guess like part of his programming or whatever but the doll isn't inherently bad Mm -hmm. um and then it's just like as it goes on and the things accumulate then you see the doll like acting evil uh, you know out of its own you know desires or wishes or whatever yeah so 
But yeah, so like some cool fun. updates. I liked it. Yeah. Um, and so then the last thing is this TV show, Chucky, mm-hmm. um, that I, um, I, I don't, can't remember if it was what, who produced it, but I watched it on Peacock. Oh, I haven't watched it or I saw it on a streaming service, but I can't remember what yeah. it's called. Um, it and so it's, it started in 2021. So, and I think there's a season going right now. It actually does like drop one episode a week, mm-hmm. um, whatever, you know, service, uh, produced it, um, and so I don't know if the season that's going on right now is the second or the third, if the first one started in 2021, maybe the second. Um, but I was only able, I watched the first episode and like half of the second. Um, and I, I actually thought it was pretty good. Like I want to watch a little bit more to see where it's going because it's focusing like so far a lot more around the um, the human characters. It's like the, the young people um, are middle school aged mm-hmm. and um, you know, obviously Chucky comes into possession of this one boy who's a little bit of an outcast. Um, and they, they've put in all of the like um, kind of social, emotional and like modern issues for like young people about like, you know, he's um, there's a lot of uh, there's bullying going on. And like um, then there's, you know, kids that are being like, over like pushed by their parents there's like entitled kids there's um you know they have a couple of gay characters and so there's like same-sex couples in like this junior high like um, mishmash of students and so um it obviously feels updated in that way um and you know Devin Sawa is in it Ooh. which I'm like, yes, Final destination. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, like, obviously he's, he's old now. Like we're he old play now. He doesn't high school kid? No, 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 he no, he's, <laughs> he um, plays the principal or teacher. <laughs> he's the uncle of the main character. Um, oh, okay. And so, um, well, and I think fun. that, I'll check it out. Yeah. Um, like I said, I probably, I don't see myself necessarily watching the entire series. I don't know mm-hmm. how many episodes there are, but I am curious to see like where, um, where it goes from, from where it is. Is it, um, a, is it a continuation of the remake or a continuation of the originals? Um, it's not the remake. The doll looks like the original doll. Because okay. I guess we didn't really mention in the in the remake, the doll looked very different. Its face was yeah. a completely uh, like reimagined appearance for Chucky. But this doll goes back to the appearance of the original good guy doll. So um, is it Brad Dorf who does his yes. voicing? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. Yeah. I'm so, open to it. Yeah. It's uh, not, not a total throwaway so far. Okay, good. Good to know. Uh, But yeah, so I mean, it's a it's a significant franchise. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's there's been a lot of projects over the years, um, and like I was saying at the beginning, it's surprising to me that um, Don Mancini has been involved um, to some extent in all of them because stylistically. Um, they are very, you know, they they go through some different iterations, but and that that would naturally happen when you're looking at a movie franchise that's now been going on for like nearing on forty years. years, yeah, thirty five years, thirty five years. Um, that's like the we've talked a lot about how horror has changed, and like you can kind of look at the different decades and see. Um, you know, the, the style of horror and um, what kinds of things people were doing, not just the the special effects become, becoming more advanced, but just um, the stories and the the styles like 
um, and I mentioned this when we did the episode on Texas Chainsaw, like it's so interesting because there's Texas, Texas Chainsaws from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 2010s, like it just keeps going and going. And so to see the same story and the same character presented in all of these different eras of, of horror is, is really cool. Yeah, I agree. I think it's fun. I'll definitely, I think I will check out the, I mean, it is October, so I'm trying just to stick to spooky stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably check out the show, having just watched the remake and the original. Mm-hmm. Not all the other Yeah, I wouldn't, but. I wouldn't really recommend um, any of the other ones. I think that. I might watch like a summary of some kind yeah. on, you find a YouTuber. It was, I was going to pick one, I might say Curse of Chucky, the one from 2013, um, just because it was, um a the setting was very cool it was like a big old like nice mansion-y type house mm-hmm. um and then it was just basically like one family was gathered there um and everything kind of occurred within that house i think in just one night oh okay um and so it was like a very different um type of story um and so it had but it had that like spooky setting um and you know it's like they're it's storming outside and the power's out and like it it was it wasn't it wasn't terrible okay um and that one and the one right after was also like got pretty gory Mm -hmm. um which the killing i mean obviously in the 80s ones the killings were pretty vanilla yeah. Um, like stabbings and a little bit of blood or whatever, like, or you got electrocuted, ah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it gets pretty gory there a little bit later on. And mm-hmm. the ones in the in um, the Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky, those get pretty gory too, in addition to having puppet sex. The late <laughs> the late 90s tended to get pretty yeah. gory. Like there's a part where like, they, so when they're trying to, there's a, a part in, I can't remember which one it was, that they want to inseminate Jennifer Tilly. It must have been in Seed of Chucky. Oh, that's right, because they wanted to have more than one child. They wanted another child. They had shit face. They wanted another one. (laughs) And so they wanted to inseminate Jennifer Tilly with Chucky's semen. Uh So evidently, I mean, they knew Chucky could get the doll pregnant, but there's like a scene where Chucky is like jerking off into a cup. Um, Weird. Yeah, and then Jennifer Tilly like has a turkey baster and <gasps> All like the inseminates. Are like, man, this is getting crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the, the doll, not Jennifer Tilly. The doll Tiffany has a turkey baster and is inseminating an unconscious Jennifer Tilly. Like it really, it goes off the rails. That sounds crazy. <laughs> I can see where. Um... Don't breathe. Got their ideas, <laughs> right? They were totally they were watching like, Seed you know of what? Chucky, Taking and notes. they're like, "I've got it." <laughs> Taking notes. That's crazy. But, oh, what? That's a fun conversation. Yeah, world yeah, of Chucky. Fun. That's fun. I don't know. Um, Maybe give it a dabble or don't. Or don't. <laughs> it's your call. Not to put you on the spot, but I was kind of thinking about October spookiness and things that I'm looking forward to, to um, for this month. Like mm-hmm. just you know. Things that you're go to, things that you are enjoying, or looking forward to watching. Mm-hmm. So I think we did have a conversation a little bit on through chatting about uh, what was it called? Shoot, I can't remember. It's a movie that I said was it's coming out um, in theaters this week, and it will be streaming on Shutter um, towards the end of the month. Okay, and it's like ah, shoot, it's. Ha- Movie titles with stuff that like let them in, let the right one in. Oh yeah, they're so it, generic it that you mix them up. Usually, very I'm much. like, what? What yeah, was it it's called? Like the I, possession, the ritual, the right, the the exorcist's right, the exorcist's it ritual. It 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 crawls. I'm like, <laughs> it crawls. What's it it follows. It squawks. <laughs> <laughs> so when evil lurks, see that's why I have it's such so a generic. Hard okay, I'm remembering it comes at night. What? Evil lurks, lurking, walking. Oh, it comes at night was so bad. I know, I know, I know. So 
when evil lurks it's going to be streaming on i want to say october 27th because i messaged that to somebody else because i was like i don't know if i'm going to make it to the movie theater to want this but i heard it's very good it's an argentinian I think oh, horror yeah. movie and it's getting insanely good reviews for being just insane um, crazy really yeah. really good Demo- in a remote village two brothers find a demon infected man just about to give birth to evil itself yeah it's a possession movie All that right. is crazy I've noticed that the exorcism movie is horribly reviewed so it makes me well, sad yeah I mean we would expect that I'm I that's what I was going to mention next that I I really want to see that I don't know if I'll see it in the theater kind of um, feeling the same yeah and, and I don't know I almost feel like I I kind of want to I think it would everything is usually scarier in the theater and I since I actually get scared by stuff I know you don't um <laughs> like sometimes this. I want that I want to have that opportunity but I was also I, this was something that I thought about and then, you know, the whole hospital thing happened and so I completely forgot until it was too late. But because they did a re-release of the original Exorcist into theaters the first week in October. Yeah, yeah. Um, But there was only like two days when they had showings and it was the but it was the week before the new one was going to be released like right. that Thursday and Friday. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, that would be fun. But but then, yeah, that and then didn't happen. That happened. Um so, I mean, I'll watch it, too. Of course, probably. yeah. I think I think that I'm going to find it really scary. I actually, ex- I, I would predict that I'm going to like it a lot. I, um, hope, I hope so, because I'm not saying, I take that, I take reviews like that with a grain of salt, because yeah. I liked the Pet Cemetery Bloodlines movie. Yeah. I thought it was interesting and fun, and I enjoyed it. So I'm not, uh, I'm not going to poo-poo on it. No. And be, I, I might watch it and be like, oh, that is hot garbage. <laughs> so hopefully that won't go that way yeah. I don't feel like it will honestly no, just and I think I you know saw, reviewers so. are just looking for something different I think than we are yeah. um, I you know because we, you if you're a film critic that doesn't mean you're necessarily a horror fan if you're a film right. critic you have to review all genres of film whether it's your jam or not yeah, and when we go see it, we're like, "This is what we're here for." Yeah, this is we we <laughs> like that they make these projects. This is what we're looking for. We I get excited when new stuff Ellen gets Martin. made. Yes. As Reagan's mother. Yes. Re, you know, re-entering that role. I think yeah. that would be really fun. Yeah. But the other thing I was going to mention was The Fall of the House of Usher is starting next week okay. on Netflix. Which and is that is, a Mike Flanagan? <gasps> yes. yes. Mike Flanagan. And um, I'm really excited. So mm-hmm. I, I think it'll be fun. And just, just in time for Ookie Spooky October. <laughs> so uh, those are just some some things I wanted to mention that would be fun to yeah. check out or or not. Yep. Live your life. But, but if we I do, will you'll be. probably hear about it on a on an upcoming episode. Yeah, definitely. And speaking so. of upcoming episodes. Right. We had, uh, Katie told me that we, there was a recommendation on our social media Instagram Yep. for Women in Black. Yeah. So we're going to do a twofer episode because it's uh, the spooky season. It's so, we just want to cram in as much mm-hmm. as possible. Yeah. So Katie will be doing the synopsis for that and I will be doing uh, oh that movie came out in 2012 mm-hmm. and House of the Devil which I really enjoy and it's by Ty West and that came out in two, mm-hmm. 2009 so. yeah so we just kind of um, you know took the our, our fans recommendation and then also um, House of the Devil has been on our list for a while um, as one that Meredith really likes I've never seen so I'm looking forward to watching that um, and at this point um, there's not really a, uh, a theme of pairing these two movies but maybe during our discussion 
we will be able to identify some uh, common threads. Or maybe not. <laughs> We're like, a house. A they house. both have a house. There's people. <laughs> there's, and there's people. There's people in both and bad <laughs> stuff happens. Bad, yeah. It's no good. Yeah. And, but yeah, so you mm-hmm. can, if you haven't seen those movies, check them out. Um, I mean, Woman in Black does have our, our friend Harry Potter. Mr. Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, trying trying to make everybody forget uh, what we know of him and see him as a, a, a horror hero. <laughs> He's like, I'm not just Harry, for crying out loud. <laughs> right, give me a break. Yeah. So uh, check it out. And this was a good, it was a fun discussion. We should, you know, we had to talk about our little character Chucky at some point so I know. glad it, it was, was today we checked that box mm-hmm. alright well we'll hopefully uh, meet back here and uh, have a great time talking about scary <laughs> enjoy your October folks yay bye bye bye